So, yeah, so we got a message the other day on our gender fluids page and this person says, I noticed at the beginning of your podcast, there was an ad for weight loss surgery. While I understand that ads are necessary for podcasts to make money, is there any way you could find less harmful ads, especially for the demographic? Eating disorders occur in much higher rates in the LGBTQ plus community. Speaking as someone who is currently in recovery from ED, I find ads like this to be particularly painful. Okay, well, first off, back, I'm sorry you're recovering from a erectile dysfunction. I wrote her back a really nice thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did write it just, just so you know, I did write her back a pretty uh, thorough but compassionate, you know, response. But also, I do want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, for one thing, I just want to do a point of order. Uh, the demographics of eating disorders occurring higher in rates of LGBTQ community, I would say compared to what? Because I'm pretty sure that women in general will still outnumber just the yeah. out LGBTQ plus I mean, community. us related to just like... Just, there's a ch- bunch of chicks in the LGBTQ plus <clears throat> community, so that's part of what's going on there. Um, and just eating disorders are pretty common in general in the country right yeah. now. You know, it's like that kind of thing. It's also just because we're all humans. Um, but as I explained to this person... You know, we don't have choice in what ads. And in fact, those ads are being tailored to you through their algorithmic stuff. Now, they don't always do a good job. Like for me, they're offering debt consolidation and I don't have any <laughs> debt. So whatever, you know, I but I pride myself on being um, unalgorithmicable. But these, you know, so it's a little bit like if you don't want to get ads for weight loss surgery, you should probably stop looking at things on the Internet um, that have to do with dieting and weight loss. Even if it's positive. Even if it's positive, even if it's, you know, Googling something because you're concerned about it, whatever. If you spend your time doing that, then the algorithms are going to give you that ad. So it's just really <laughs> funny for this person to be like, oh, uh, hey, could you guys stop putting this into my life? Yeah. And it's like, mm, you're doing it yourself. Let me, let me bring y'all back down to the level we're <laughs> on right now, which is like, we don't fucking control that shit. Yeah. We don't, like, bro, like the, the amount of effort we put into recording this shit and like putting it, like I, people listen to it and that's fucking dope. But mm-hmm. like, don't let the fact that people listen to it make it seem like we're a thing we're not. We are not some like entity or corporation yeah. choosing shit. We are not out there like selectively like trying to make fucking hella money off these ads. We're- well, and here's the thing. Like I think so we have uh, it would cost maybe a hundred ish dollars a month to host this podcast and distribute or whatever. More now. More now because of how many we have. How many we have. Yeah. So we currently have like seventy eight dollars coming in on Patreon. Not that we do a good job of, you know, putting the podcast out consistently or do it. But the point is like it does take a lot for us to record this. Like we live ninety minutes apart now. Um it does cost gas and time and whatever and then to edit this thing like it is a lot of work and so it is something we've been giving you for free so for someone to then complain because who ha ha the network we're on pays for the fees that we so we don't have to pay for yeah, it we don't and, but they just dime. and they're just putting a little ad yeah and so we get thank you to who ha ha but so for them they're trying to make a little money by just putting an ad they're losing money on our podcast too yeah so they're just nicely sponsoring you know yeah. and just having us so it's like if you would like to not hear ads because some of them might trigger you then pay for it Subscribe yeah. to our Patreon if you would like us to not have ads. We would gladly not have ads. If we even get to $200 a month on Patreon, then we can get out of the hoo-ha-ha network and you won't ever have to hear an ad again unless we believe in a product and like, you know, have a good deal like that. Like we'll talk about knob yeah. essence or whatever. You know, but if you don't want to see, yeah, because it's not our voice. If it be, if it was us in the beginning being like, go to BetterHelp, also get some weight loss surgery. Uh, sure, I could see writing <laughs> that letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, bitch, 
but it's like we lose money everyone yeah. loses money to give you this podcast for free and so like at the end the weight loss thing is your fault unless the algorithms are really bad and you actually don't spend any of your time looking at that but they just listen to the conversations you have yeah. or whatever i mean you know i also based it off like you know who they think our listeners are yeah and so like yeah, fucking like if they're like hey did y'all know that like queers, queers have eating disorders like, <laughs> let's fucking like Dude. get that shit to like i mean yeah it's probably yeah. calculated shit but like i don't know fucking i don't want to spend money to host this shit like yeah and also, it's like, yeah, you know, are we the best about like getting stuff up on Patreon in a timely order? Absolutely fucking not. But like, there's yeah, a lot of good shit on there. There's a lot of good shit on there. It's free. And it's like, and you, you can get you the could, gender wiki where we go through and make fun of or, or, you or could agree ju- with. Or you all could just go, just go give us fucking five bucks a month because you like listening yeah. to our podcast. You could just, listening. yeah. The Patreon is just, <laughs> it's like us having a bake sale, whatever. Look, if you need a Rice Krispie treat to support us, then fine. We're trying to make you some Rice Krispie treats. But also, if you enjoy this podcast itself, like, just pay us for what we've been doing for four years. <laughs> some of you are like, we love your podcast so much. Then give us some money. I know some of you have been, and thank you so much to everyone who has. And yeah. honestly, like... There are some of you out there that are ride or dies, and we love you. We love you for <laughs> being with us, even when we go for four months without putting content out. It was like, we all so do other things oh i don't know i feel like you should actually have more time now i don't know what's going on with your life oh yeah i, I got fired so <laughs> we're gonna be having lots of regular content <laughs> Good. my my whole personal professional life has gone through a whole uh-huh. thing but it's okay. all good now it's That's all good yeah uh Good, good, good. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking yeah, so of, but in, in this vein of giving us money and shit and putting out content regularly, this is a good time to just like, we do have an editor now. We have an editor. Uh, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants to be well, associated with it. Ask that. Yeah. But she's dope. And uh, she, that's going to take a lot of shit off my plate of just like having to sit down and put this stuff together. And so I'll actually be able to post stuff on time and, yeah, it'll be good. And people miss fun. your memes on the I know. I, I, yeah, I'm going to start doing memes again. I just, I, mm-hmm. I went through a whole thing. Also, I found out is for as great as Prozac is, uh, not for me. Huh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Prozac <laughs> we was. We all think a pill will solve our problems. Well, I mean, it's like, it was really great at first, right? Like the <laughs> sure. alleviation of like the anxiety and things was nice. But what happened was after a while, like uh, this kind of malaise mm-hmm. or apathy set in right where it's like i didn't like not care about shit but it was just so hard to find like a motivation sure. for a thing yeah so it's like it is a little bit lithium like in a way yeah so like I've, first it quiets your demons and then it quiets everything else oh so now i'm <laughs> off the prozac um i'm about to get going on to some other shit that's okay. probably better so. no uh, it's called trintelix it's like oh. it's new it's like sounds new a much it's a Technically, it SSRI, but it's but like not. People, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like specific for me. So well, it could be some shit where they're like, actually, we know that with your hormones like this, that you would, that be, would better be better with. Cool. Yeah, that actually seems like technology that will exist. Yeah, I just know a few people who've started it, and like the I just got on Alexis's insurance, so we got registered as domestic partners. Yeah. So I could DP. Yeah, <laughs> we're all about that DP. <laughs> so uh so we so i could get on insurance so i can now afford this like new medication because it's like newish so it's hella expensive yeah and so now i can like so i'm about to start that shit um yeah i'll be good 
I shouldn't tell that. Let me know when it's yeah. smart one. But, but apparently, <laughs> apparently it's, it's like the people like that those, are on it. It's like they're they're like, yeah, my sex drive is back, my anxiety is lower, and I like didn't lose like my emotions to it, right? Like That's I still nice. feel like myself. It's just it actually doing the few things I want it to do. Yeah. It's like, oh, did we finally figure some shit out? Like, did we finally? <laughs> did we finally make the pill that would make us all happy? <laughs> I mean, not even. I don't happy, need to be happy. Energetic, fulfilled. <laughs> That sounds miserable. Being happy, energetic, and fulfilled. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, I mean, that sounds like it would take so much. Like I, no, you I would like, have the energy for it. I don't. I, I just like not always being happy. I mean, maybe no, it's you still because gotta go through waves. Been that way my whole life, but like you know. How about a pill that just made you present? <sighs> that you would go. be dope. <laughs> that would be crazy. I mean, it's kind of microdosing shrooms. Is I think we're supposed to be just doing that. Yeah. I think we. Just, I, that's what I'm trying to get around to doing is just microdosing shrooms every day instead of. Like that makes me feel better. I did see this company called Silo or something like that. Yeah. That I saw Fat Tony post about it. But like, uh, it's like a company that sends like you dosed microdoses. Yeah. Like, and I was like, that sounds fucking awesome. Because that's my biggest thing. Is like, I would love to microdose if I could get the, do the dose. Little pills and if I could do the it, dose yeah. consistent, because yeah. it's like, I, and because it's like, if you're just taking a little nuggie of something, it's like one, that's you, probably too much, too much, and yeah. two. Who knows how strong that is? Like no. they're all different. But it's not hard to do. Just put them in a grinder and then put, you know, weigh them out. Do little pill capsules. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we can work that out. But, um, but that's yeah. But that's the, what we've been meaning to do that around here. Anywho, what? so Why? yeah, we got an editor. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, so one day we'd like to pay her. So it's another great reason to go to patreon.com slash genderfluids and just join the Patreon just to support us and enjoy whatever free content comes your way along the ride. Which there'll be more shit. I like the idea of having a segment where I get to bitch about people who shouldn't listen to the pay. Like, it's like if you're one of my friends, don't listen to Ava's bitching segment because you'll probably be in it. Because it's just like a, I like the <laughs> idea of having a space to talk shit about people I usually just don't talk shit about. Yeah. So everyone, but because, yeah, because your friends uh, won't get on your Patreon and then everyone else can listen. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's even funny. if you are on my Patreon, when you, if you see like Ava's gossip corner, it's like, just don't fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, okay. I might be, bitch, I might be talking shit about well, you. It doesn't mean I don't. Don't love you. Well, that's fine, but this is a test of them as friends. It's like, all right, fine. I'm giving you the warning. Like, if you listen, don't fucking come saying shit to me about it afterwards. Uh Like, this is like (laughs) thoughts that you wouldn't want to hear that I would keep in my head, but I'm giving to everybody else. So if you're a close friend of mine or an acquaintance, that shit's not for you. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. I I can't remember if we've talked about this at all on the podcast. This chick that I hooked up with at Laredo Pride, we must have.
is it the one like when you had that one night stand kind of thing? It's not like a one she, night stand. Well, if I mean, you continue like, to know. Yeah, the I know that, but like, no, but also we hooked we up a second time now. Talked about it in that context yeah. was like you met. And I like, actually hooked up with someone the night that I met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. So yeah. So that chick. Then and she lives in New York, and so she was recently like during the Christmas time. She was visiting family like an hour away from here, and so then she came up to the to the commune and uh, looked around and then it was just like one of those really nice dates where we talked for like five hours and then fucked for like four hours you know classic gay shit classic gay shit it's like i've seen a lot of stuff like that where it's like it has there ever been a like a gay date that didn't last for five hours (laughs) i guess like at least lesbian date or a good date where it's like Yeah. yeah where it's like most of the time i go on dates it's like okay we're gonna be here for a while like it's not just let's meet up for a drink for a couple hours and see how it goes. It's like, yeah, we're going to be here for like four or five hours. We're going to talk a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's just it, it goes it goes places. It's one of those things where, too, like it's not that like the ratio could have been that we talked for three hours and had sex for six instead or whatever. But because <laughs> it's somewhere I'm, in there. But I'm but but first of all, like just our conversations are very fun and enjoyable. And so it's easy to just like keep talking. But part of that for me, of course, is also like I'm a little shyer and I do preferred like oh, i'll just drink a little and or you'll come on to me at some point and whatever so finally she does you know she takes reins because you know it's my favorite like someone who's like you know medium femme but has top energy going on mm-hmm. um that sweet spot <sighs> yeah plus it turns out i think i've won i've i've talked about like my my sweet spot for boobs is like b to d right mm-hmm. where i'm like Oh yeah, like that's what I like. Anything kind of outside of that, and I'm like, well, let me amend that to triple D. It's definitely inside. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been with many like triple D boobies? Like no, many, no, like, I hadn't. Plus double D sized. I mean, there's before? some miscellaneous boobs in my past that I've had a little bit of time with, where like I can't really say quite what size they were or whatever. Um, you know, I didn't really ask that more, but these are the biggest boobs I've I've been with um and they're so, a lot of fun I yeah mean, no just it's just uh, it's just i i don't really know which sizes are which the best you know but i just know there's a certain upper limit where they becomes like all right that's bit that's too much for me or just like boobs but you know it also depends on the boob how they it's kind of like and, dick size in a little way where it's like it's how do you use your boobs like how do yeah. you wear your boobs like yeah, when we're fucking do like, they lean a weird direction or it's <laughs> like do you let do you let your boobs get in the way like if you've got some titty that like you know could be a problem like do you know how to manage your titty like not that you have to manage your titty or whatever uh-huh. but like sometimes it's good to know your body and how you can like utilize it to your advantage right and so like big ass titties sometimes you gotta know how to work with them. I mean, classic yeah, me, I fucking love, like, there's really no titty I don't like. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, and so, it, and it is like, boobs turn me on so much, and so it's just, yeah, she knows what to do with them. Because she, it's, it's, when you have boobs that big, it's also a lot for your life. Like, people are going to, especially men, are going to be a lot all the time if you, if yeah. people can see that you have those. And so she'll usually wear, like, a sweater and stuff, and so you don't really realize it, and then all of a sudden she's pulling you into a kiss and you're like oh oh there's a mcdonald's playpen (laughs) yeah Uh, mommy knows in here like those big old anime mommy milkers that's uh, what i'm after yeah i don't know anything about that but um but anyway so she has these wonderful boobs you don't know anything about that i don't you don't watch anime boobs i I just figured you might have come across it like on the internet like it's a thing people kind of talk about now like someone having like anime mommy milkers where it's like (laughs) 
those like anime girls with like them giant titties, right? That are like kind of blown mm. out of proportion. Like, yeah. Pe- yeah, no, I have pe- not come across that. People use that <laughs> phrase a lot. You should toss it out there sometimes. <laughs> anime mommy milkers. Okay. Yeah, big old anime mommy milkers. Okay, yeah. Um. Anyway, so, and then once again, after, um, after we were, you know, hooking up for a few hours and stuff, then I kind of brought up kink stuff and we got into... Uh, a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like, can you just be my dom, please? That would be great. Um, me saying to her, you know, because she's had doms before. And so now it's one of those things where she's ready to be the dom. You know how it's a cycle of abuse. <laughs> the victim becomes a perpetrator. Yeah. Uh, so, I like to think of it as like the student becomes the master. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, my way is part of the hotness. Well, too, because... Sorry, we're passing the split back and forth for the listener. Yeah. We're we're out in Wimberley uh, at Aerial Poly Commune, and we're in a different space, and so we're a little far apart. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so so she also, and I'm definitely, like I've talked about this on stage a little bit, but I kind of need it to unfold in real life before I can do real bits about it. But it's super hot and fucked up because not only is she my dom, but she's also a, uh, she's like a, a, a sexual violence, like a rape victim counselor. Oh, <laughs> so that, I didn't know that. She's never going to run out of ideas. That's a fucking gold mine. <laughs> it's horrible. That's, it like, I don't know what I'd do like an act out about. Can you like bring home a case study? Right. <laughs> she's, she's, I just have this fucked up vision of her <laughs> talking to a victim, being like, well, slow down. No, what exactly did he say to you while he was... <laughs> yeah. <God. coughs> oh, I feel horrible. About how this. does that make you feel? Uh-huh. What, that's fucking... Yeah, wow. Talk about... what You have a Talk real... Talk about bringing your work home. I know. Also, like, you have a real knack for picking up therapists. I love therapists. I mean, you fucking oh, bring them home therapist like energy. no one's business. Uh, yeah. Uh, big mommy therapist energy with the boobs. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. <laughs> so that's amazing. I, I mean, I can't imagine like fucking somebody who is like a trauma therapist like that, like a, a rape survivor therapist. I mean, that taking it to the fucked up place. It's like, look, can you just black out their names and like we just act out case after case that you see? Yeah. Like, I wonder if that would be helpful for her. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, because like you know, to, this, it's rough for her to hear all this shit. So she could kind of transmute it into something. That's yeah that's valid right anyway but so so we've been texting and stuff because we kind of established that like in person here and she was just only here for a day you know she's flying back uh to new york but i but we had already planned that i was going to go stay with her for a week like like in a few days i'm leaving to go to new york for a week and uh so i'm gonna stay with her and like so now you know we're talking about this because she's she got like a sex dungeon up in some land that she's got in upstate and she does so, yeah yeah she, Yo. Her, they, like they have a poly kinky thing going on they're making their own commune you know and they're gonna like build little buildings and have airbnbs or whatever or all kinds this of events this is the fucking future yeah like, it's just is, like what all of us are trying to do is like yeah. it's like everybody in their 30s that are kind of in our groups of friends are all like yeah how can we Find some land outside of a city and yep. build a little poly commune with a sex kinda, dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and exactly. I mean, probably like, you know, my friends I live with here will probably go build some yurts on their land. And you know, so what we really want it to be is like also this network of like tree houses and yurts and stuff where different artists and various people can go and like spend different amounts of time at different of these yeah, communes. That'd so be fucking dope. it's what I'm working on in life. Um, but anyway, so she was like, you know, we're sexting or whatever. Um, and, so at some point she said, 
before you come to New York, I want you to go to a sex store and and buy some toys, at least one of which should inflict pain. And then and then she ended that text with, send me your Venmo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that when you were texting me, asking me for That was when I was at the sex store. Yeah. Which I was just, because it was one of those stores that's like on my way between some cities I'm you know doing comedy yeah and it's one of those things I always pass and I'm like I don't go in so I was like I have an excuse to go in but that it, it kind of sucked you, you gotta go to the good do. Austin ones yeah yeah so I'm yeah, gonna go man. to what are the two in Austin that are good again I mean so Q Toys was good but it closed yeah, the two I, I would recommend are Forbidden Fruit mm-hmm. uh, which is like OG been there for a long time also has this tied stand up comedy Bill Hicks used to go there a lot oh, yeah. back in the day they and, still have like some stickers of his well they like uh, he like helps keep them open like gave them money in hard times and shit like that was a big supporter of them and then when he died um his family actually gave them the rights, the Bill Hicks Wildlife Foundation. Oh, so they right. have the exclusive rights to that foundation, which is great and still does good work. But yeah, you can go buy t-shirts there and stickers and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, the and, girl bought her space stick there. I remember now. Yeah. And so, uh, for, yeah, but for, for Forbidden Fruit's great. They have a lot of good like dildos and butt plugs and everything you can want. They also have a great selection of like, at least in Austin, like, which we don't really have that many great fetish stores. Oh, yeah. uh, they have a good selection of like paddles and shit. I would also say Tape Lenders down on Fifth Street. It's like a traditionally gay dude sex shop. Like, I don't know. I've tape been go- Lenders? I thought it was Package Men. Package Men, sorry. It what used, the hell? Back when I started going there when I was like 17, mm-hmm. uh, the downstairs, which is now some like tech office or whatever, used oh. to be the porn shop, Tape Lenders. Oh. And that's where all the sex toys were. Mm-hmm. And then the upstairs was Package Men's Wear. And that is where all of the like Clothes. clothing and shit was. Yeah. And so I still think of it as tape lenders because gotcha. I usually went downstairs because I was buying, I wasn't buying much underwear, but I was buying like poppers and fucking yeah. shit like that. And so. Gotcha. Well, Package Menswear also tied to the comedy community. We used yeah. to do shows there sometimes. Yeah, we did. It, they were great. That was fun. They asked you to bring that back. Um, so yeah, those two places are good. And then like, there's also a place called Sir Rat that's huh. like, it's more like leather harnesses oh. and shit like that. Um you can get toys there and stuff, but like, is rat a term? Like, it got bear and cub and otter, or whatever. Like, rat? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know about it, but it wouldn't surprise it me. It sounds like a thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm a rat, yeah. and like some people yeah. look kind of ratty. Some like they're kind of <laughs> into that. Like, I'm, I'm into rat play. <laughs> oh, rat play! That's a good <laughs> specific. Well, that would be a good thing for for our like fetish of the week type thing, or or maybe a. Um, a Patreon segment or something where we just talk about the different dynamics of each. Like you could be a furry or whatever into some kind of animal play because I feel like even puppy play is different than furries. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a whole different, different thing, right? Or people with horse tails. So it's like going through the different subcultures of each of the different animals. You know, because there's people who yeah. like being puppies. There's definitely people who like being rats. That's got to be a thing. Yeah, I mean the big ones off the top of my head are yeah puppies, horses, horses or cats. Okay, oh, uh, <laughs> and then also like foxes, pigs, pigs Should be are more huge. duck play. But then you got to get a lot of dudes yeah. and one chick who's into that, so it's <laughs> it's rare to find a good <laughs> combo. Uh, yeah, the furry thing's all, all different, especially when you bring it into like IRL shit. Like, yeah. I feel like where those like communities overlap is like in the online art, where it's like, yeah, if yeah. I'm into puppy play, I can for sure find some furry shit hot, but like I don't necessarily want to go put on a fur suit and create a fursona, right? <laughs> I don't know how you could maintain a boner while saying the word fursona. You know what I mean? Is it, uh, 
probably never comes up when they're actually trying to have yeah. sex. But. Uh, please respect my persona. <laughs> it's like they're fucking. Uh, God. I'm sorry. I, my pronouns are she, her, but my fursona's pronouns are actually. I, yeah. I know for a fact there are people that are like oh, that. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, my fursona actually has a completely different gender. I Where's like that, that gender and gender wiki? Where I think it's we've like, actually, I was just going to say, I think we've actually done this where when you're in one mode, it's one gender, and when you're in another mode, you're another. So yeah, I we've think done it with like I can't. Remember, there is a name. We've it's, done it with like kink stuff. Like it was in there, but I want a specific one for furries, for furries where it's like okay. when you're in your fursona, your yeah. gender changes. That's some shit I can get behind. That's fine with me. Yeah, you just kind of have a split personality thing going on. I think that's reasonable, and I'm sure that happens plenty, where you can just kind of compartmentalize one aspect of yourself yeah. into a gender in one, you know, just like some people are just a different gender at work and home, honestly, or we're all, we're all a little bit different yeah. genders with everybody. Or how some, some people are really into like sissification. It's yeah. like in their normal day to day lives, they're just fucking dude ass dudes, but like they do like being sissified and yeah. fe- and like maybe not even in a humiliating way. A lot of stuff way, is just right? sex stuff. Really. Yeah. A lot of stuff with gender is just sex stuff. That's yeah. the thing. Cause it is, it's like, you know, I really like it when she calls me a good boy. I can't remember if I told you about this, like um and i mean i'm famously <laughs> like being called a good boy but you know i'm not kidding and so but she does it or just like the, even the other day she said attaboy <laughs> when i like oh figured, that's oh, good oh. <laughs> and um uh, anyway but i, I also- love tossing out atta like i like uh-huh. i say atta girl a lot yeah. right and the same thing it's like anytime someone says it to me it's like <laughs> it has like a genial home felt like earthy quality where it's like it's a genuine it like genuine, yeah. yeah it's like oh uh, i felt like it just came job. to our minds that way and yeah oh my god we forgot to get water oh yeah <laughs> so my voice is gonna keep getting raspier as i start <laughs> anyways <laughs> go fry. Yeah. for some reason i <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's super hot but also like we were when we were hooking up here uh she at one point you know she kind of like tossed out some of the good boy kind of stuff or this or that but then she at one point said good girl and then she kind of like half apologized like or sorry you know whatever and i just immediately was like yeah dude like i'm it doesn't really bother me like i don't have an impulse of it you know or like an automatic reaction of like oh no at all like i just like i really feel like at different times i might have like if i when i was still with lover boy I probably would have bristled more. You know what I mean? I was in that mindset, but with my mind state right now, it's like, it just doesn't really bother me that much. There are certain sexual things I'm sure that would kind of be weird, but with, and if anything, anything, if nothing else, like I'm just going to just assume, like, even if I needed to feel like people thought I was a boy, you know, if that's what's going on with me, then if you say good girl or something, I'm just going to think that you are homophobically, um, you know, denigrating me, degrading yeah. me, calling me it a girl. It works, but either way you do it. Yeah, I was like, I'll just yes and that, but you're like, just don't apologize because that's, you're in charge. That's the boner killer. Yeah, exactly. Which she was like, because you only half did it, because it is one of those things you want to put out a feeler. Um, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's a good thing to do, but like in the context of us talking about it now, it's like... But I'm like yeah. such a good sub that I'm like, you can call me whatever. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty you know what i mean if you really want to be a good sub you can't be all picky about what gender your dom wants to call you just take it you know so oh that's fucking hot uh-huh. i do like that that's not like how i am mm-hmm. 
But I do really like that idea that like well, it's just like yeah, so if you want to be good at each it. other. Everybody knows that faggots are kind of girls, and so I could, like, <laughs> 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 just, like I want to. I don't know if this will work for people. People understand what I'm trying to say, but I just want to be like, like I do think of myself as kind of a guy, but I'm one of those guys who's kind of a girl. Yeah, Do you know that what I mean? makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so it's like that's part of why I don't want to identify as a guy because those guys are losers. I, <laughs> well, I feel like I'm also. I would just have JK, a bad, like maybe that's guys. why I don't want to fuck you because like yeah. th- I'm not into those kind those of guys. guys. Exactly. So you have I'm, to don't get me wrong. I'm into very feminine guys, but right. like there is a kind of guy where it's like you're just a guy, but you're also kind of a girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It is not necessarily tied to femininity or whatever, right? right. It's just like for some reason it just smacks that way. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, yeah. that, I mean, it's another one of those when I'm like, oh, I just reflect people's gender back to them. I'm also like, yeah, this feels really true <laughs> that I'm, <laughs> I'm a female guy who's kind of a girl. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Fucking and please do with that what you will if you're hot <laughs> yeah, and have beaded triple D boobs <laughs> and hot mommy therapist energy. Especially if you're kind of like Ugh. sporty milfy. Ugh. Did you actually like put your face in between them and shit? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was the last thing. Like when we were like, you know, after four hours and, she, and I was like, we were sending her back to her place so she could just like sleep there instead of, you know, what would happen if we spent the rest of the night together and then she could wake up and go on her, you know, airplane. Um, and so after, you know, all kinds of hooking up, like I was just like, hold on. And I grabbed her and just did that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Now you can go. You know. Oh, I mean, yeah. next time you're there, just spend some time in between. I'm like, oh, just I, like fucking like, like smother oh, no. with both yeah. hands, like just crush yourself with them. Well, I, like at one point, you know, it's I was she because definitely even you know for a lot of it, and maybe we did just have that kink talk in the middle of it, and then she kind of did just like get into more of a role. I don't know, I can't remember, but um, however it was, she was like talking to me in kind of you yeah. know definitely toppy domish ways. And so at one point she said, you know, if you're, if you have any fingers inside of me, you have to be sucking my nipple the whole time. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, because the only reason I ever, ever, ever take your nipple out of my mouth is either to put my mouth somewhere else, sure, but also because I'm afraid that it's like too much, that I'm like spending too much time. And she's one of those chicks who just like wants you to be on her nipples like as much as possible. All the time. And so it's like, oh, oh God created these boobs for, for the world to enjoy. Just for me. Well, not just for me. It's yeah. like, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. God created these world, to, these boobs to bring joy to the world. Um, you know, like that's I believe in polyamory. Just as a utilitarian, it's like good God, who would selfishly be like, I should be the only person to enjoy these boobs. Like these boobs should be shared with everybody out there. Well, not with everybody, with hot people. You know what I mean? Hot to me because you're attractive physically as as well as your brain. <laughs> is, when I say hot. That is always what I mean. You know, sometimes we're like, you know, like sometimes I'm all about yourself, forgive people and I'll move on. But uh-huh. it's like some people, it's like, we'll never forget that bitch. <laughs> it's like so, that okay, bitch, for the, any listener who hasn't that been bitch, listening like, the last three years. That bitch will be fucking referenced forever. <laughs> yeah. for some there was one time uh, this person who left us a one-star review on iTunes or whatever, where she or they or whatever was or were like... Um, <laughs> Uh, hey, like I like this podcast until one day Ariel said that some that 
people are like objectively attractive in some way. We were embracing attractiveness hierarchy. A higher we, yeah, we endorsed an attractiveness hierarchy, uh, like the the objective reality of attractiveness hierarchy. And I'm like, dude, babies stare at some people's faces longer and are smiling, and then they frown and look away <laughs> when they see like Michael Jackson or some shit, you know, post all the surgeries or whatever he did to himself. But um, so it just is a thing, and I'm just saying we all, of course, have an enormous amount of subjectivity when it comes to all kinds of attractiveness. But at the same time, we were just acknowledging that there's something. Where you can, where we all can generally, if we all rate people on a scale of attractiveness, it's gonna yeah, really be, you, be there's be gonna be a lot like of consensus. Whatever fucking like societal implications or socializing that it is, it's like they've done studies that like some people get hired more than other people, and those people tend to be fucking hotter. You can show or what we would traditionally think of as hotter. You can find indigenous cultures who've never been exposed to Instagram or whatever, <laughs> and show them faces, and there's gonna still be a lot of agreement with the rest of us on who's more attractive. It's just a thing. So like anyway, but someone gave us a one-star review for that and said that we really needed to say when we talked about attractiveness, we should say always be saying attractive to me. And to so, root it in the subjective. <laughs> to root it, yeah, exactly. And it's like Which I think I'm giving them better language than they use. But. I was just saying attractive <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, when we're just saying when we say someone is attractive, we usually do mean to encompass the idea that we are saying attractive to me while acknowledging that there's some objective layer to attractiveness so there's also people who are just fuck ugly like, no, you like, can't <laughs> get around it where it's just like you ever see, you just see some people who are yeah. just like and don't woof. gaslight them by yeah. no one ever I'm letting not gonna them know fucking I, mean, lie they to figure, them. I think they know it if they ever, but yeah um, but some like, people do lie to each other about like it. telling somebody who's ugly that they look good in a fedora just to make them feel good is a wrong it's not a thing good idea. to do it's yeah it's like not... telling bad comedians that they're funny it's like well now you're yeah. going to encourage this same behavior don't positively reinforce something that you know anyway um <laughs> and so then I just remember like the next episode where we were recording, you were talking about your sisters and you were saying something about how you're like, well, you know, my sisters just like are attractive. And I was like, attractive to me. <laughs> so you need to always specify, Ava. <laughs> so uh, I just love that the example of why we don't say that every time immediately yeah. comes up. So now it's been an ongoing joke. But now, average, yeah, it does sound weird if you don't know that when I'm just like carrying on about what hot means. But that's why. Why we're saying hot to me, um, but these boobs are objectively hot. Whatever's going on, I mean, you to me, most titties are objectively <laughs> yeah, hot. Like you point. have to actively work to fuck up some titties, yeah, to make them not hot. I don't know. I just, hmm, just yeah. love them. And they're still going to be all boobs are going to be hot to a lot of people. You know what I mean? There mm-hmm. might be some boobs that fall by the wayside for people with lower sex drives or whatever, but like. And also, it's just like, I don't know, like anything in the world, nothing is absolute. So, like, if all boobs can't be hot, but I feel like the hefty majority are, right? (laughs) Like, there's just a statistical impossibility. I mean, she has a sex dungeon, so like she already she's got a cat and eye tail. She's got a little stick thing. I saw, I don't know. There's a bunch of you know. She's yeah. She's fucking stocked. She got. She was just telling me she's ordering medical constraints or something. I'm like, okay, well, because I didn't even know about this shit. And then you know, she's talking to me about whatever, and all of a sudden she casually drops. I knew about the land, you know, but then she casually drops. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we were just building our sex dungeon down here, and I'm like. I'm sorry, can you want to rewind real quick? I was like, should I be afraid? She's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do I got myself into? Should I be afraid? Yes. Yes. Right answer. (laughs) Yes, daddy. Um, Well, yes, this is another thing we talked about is that like, uh, we were kind of talking about like what to call her, you know, and 
then we were kind of like, well, well, let's talk about it tomorrow because something, I don't remember, but we were kind of both dancing around it a little bit, but I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength pretty much with sex stuff. So I was like, I mean, honestly, what I envision is that like sometimes I'm going to call you daddy and sometimes I'm going to call you mommy because it depends on what you're doing, you know? And she was like, oh, I love that. Like, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know, I'm like, huh, okay, good. Yeah, because they have different flavors and like, uh-huh. why not use them both? Yeah. You know, like, that's why I'm like, daddy or a mommy. Just like, I can probably be a little boy or a little girl. Like, I don't know that I have a problem with that. Like, it's just girl, the girl sex talk can be a little testy, maybe. But, you know, because some people really testy. I know. I feel like there's some little girl talk that I don't go for. Like, what what do people say to each other? What do people say to each other? Oh, you're you're my good little girl. Or like, I I just don't feel like good little girl. You're not girly, girly, good little girl. Yeah. That doesn't vibe with me. Just kind of like the word lady or diva or something. I'm like, there's Mm -hmm. that. that, That's not really. Yeah. But I could be a I could be a girl. It's just not your good little girl. Like, I'm not. Well, and like that kind of like coloring of that language is all through that whole like age play community right like especially mm-hmm. like the dom daddy little girl shit or whatever yeah. the fuck it's like yeah it's very especially i'm seeing it's super it's like very like <laughs> yeah. i'm just your little bit and like look i'm fucking into it don't get me wrong but uh-huh. it, it there isn't like a lot of variety to it yeah, and again, it just feels like that there's a there's a little thing with cute little girl, you know. Again, like the John Benet Ramsey type yeah. vibe and whatever, where it just feels creepy to me anyway. In a way, it's that like it's someone not... who's really into dolls. Yeah, you know, dolls. it's that same kind of weird uh-huh. creepiness where it's like, uh, yeah, it, it can go fucked up real fast. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm not as into like the pretending to be a little boy thing. Mm-hmm. Just not my vibe, like you are. But at the same time, it feels like there's a little more latitude there. Yeah. Before it gets really creepy and fucked up, I feel well, like you got good get boy it. is also a puppy. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I'm confused by all of it and like quite why I'm into whatever. I mean, I, I'm sure that I'll, I'm about to figure a lot of things out. But um, I've been really getting in. Speaking of good boy, I've been getting into himbos a lot recently. Uh, it's like yeah. the boy version of bimbos, right? right? Himbos apparently now, that, and they're also thembos. Right. Um, sure. But uh, like I. Anthony from fucking Queer Eye is the fucking Which spinning. One is that? He's the food one that pretends like he knows how to cook I and shit. I kind of remember. Yeah. Kind of twinkish. Oh, yeah. Very like muscly, a little twinky. Yeah. Okay. But he's muscly. like my ideal, like himboy. But like, just kind of like like a hot but dumb. Hot, dumb, and but like is okay with that, I think. Well, yeah, no, right? I mean, you know, the two types of men that I think that we should keep around are the either like. The really intelligent, hot, smart, funny. I mean, they don't even have to necessarily be that hot, but we'll keep the really intelligent and funny and talented ones. And then the thimbos, just a lot of them. Not thimbos, sorry, himbos. A lot of himbos because... Like they'll just do work. They'll do the jobs, but and they'll like have to be good about like, like they're like puppies. It's like, yeah, good boy. Good. Who's yeah, your, good boys. Well, <laughs> who exactly. To come we want to have good me. boys. We want to have come on the smartest, get in best, That's it. and the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why would we ever breed any of the other men? Like a really hot, dumb dude just pumping away at me just yeah. to fill me with cum so we can continue. Well, because he's making so... and he wants to make you feel good, and he loves yeah. like that. He's very strong and can like give you a good time in bed, like when you're actually enjoying it. Like a good boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the two types of, you know, we keep the best genes and then a lot of himbos. Yeah. That oh. everyone would be happy in that world if we were all bred. It's like, I'm not on, I'm not, not on anyone's side. Like we would be happier as a human race if we were all just part just genius and himbo. population a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It would probably be pretty great genetically also. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's just a thing. It's like, 
ever eugenics has such a bad name, but that's like what we because <laughs> well, it's fucking no. But if you wrong. realize that we're all one, then you should want the population to you know be happier. And it's not that we're, because people have done it in the wrong way. I, mean, I, like tr- I know it's a cliche, but just cl- Hitler picked the wrong people. But it is like we. Holy shit. I mean, I mean, on an, on a universal level, all of us should have a little more eugenics in our heart that just do better. You don't need to let all of these people's genes pass into the, you know what I mean? But again, that requires polyamory because otherwise, if everyone's trying to do the one-on-one to one thing, then, you know, they feel, women feel like they have to just choose from the small pool, you know, it would be a smaller pool if we only wanted to fuck those two populations. So, you know what I mean? Some, some of the women need to share the yeah. good men is my point. So if we all would just learn to share, then we could all just like stop letting these we can, like, bad genes go we on. We can like non-forcibly eugenics That's people what I'm through polyamory. I'm saying be the change you want to see in the world. Right? I'm not saying so, like, we need a top-down we, dictatorship. I want a consciousness evolution where we all have better eugenic hygiene. We just stop fucking certain people. We yes. don't fucking force them to do anything. We don't cut their balls off no, or castrate No, the change is going to come no. from within. Yeah. On, this is a kind of grassroots. Like we all just, just like all the things that we need to do. We need I like to be the idea people. that through sharing the himbos and the himbos smart and ones, the we can like yeah we can it should be elon musk and who's a good example of a himbo well i'm just saying or we we have to have the smart ones he's not actually the genius though he just is a rich dude that hires okay well whoever the genius is he hires then that's fine we'll use him we'll use his taste and then who was a good himbo i always think chris pratt but apparently some people don't like him i don't know anything about his real self so Uh, he doesn't strike me as a himbo who's that thor guy that guy's gotta be a himbo one of the what about the guy from game of thrones that guy's probably dumb that one uh uh, the guy called Drogo. Jon Snow. No, oh, no, 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 Jason no. Momoa. Jason Momoa. I mean, who knows? He, he might be. I mean, but he, he seems either way, too, he seems like smart, honestly. Is he too smart? But he could be but like not one of the geniuses. Genius? I think he could go in that category. I think he like here's those moments where it's like you fit enough of both. You're neither, not really either yeah. one. But you're you're. But good if you're attractive enough, enough well, there's you know what I mean. There's a we'll point find system room for you. Yeah, yeah, there can be a point system or something. But okay, so but like, but, but like, what about to pick Thor? I, that guy's got to be a himbo. Chris Hemsworth. It's right there in the name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he's got big himbo energy. Big but himbo I mean, energy. honestly, Anthony is like that, like himbo for me because it's you, like it's so. Well, we can cute. also also he's like he, the reason he fits for me is like he, he doesn't really do much for the show. I love the show, but it's like that boy doesn't teach anybody anything new. That he serves some like superficial purpose. Like, look, let's give him a job. Let's put him in the yeah. kitchen. It's like well, very we have to keep himbo. some of those gay himbo genes around too. So we'll make sure to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I think just do the nature of reality. We'll they have plenty of gay. Yeah, they'll pop up like just as always they always there. do. Yeah. Yeah. We've always I didn't been know there. If we we to, be. I didn't know if we needed to. What, we should put some of their sperm on ice just in case the population ever gets a little too ungay and then release it back. Do you know what I mean? Do you think being gay is genetic? Some, some of it is. No, there's genetic components that, depending on the you know culture that you're in, get expressed differently. But like, okay, well, ev- we'll keep some gay cum on ice. Why not? That's what I'm saying. I, go, <laughs> I like how all of a sudden you reverse would, everyone. Everyone, I've been fighting everyone for decades about that you're not actually born gay technically. You know, but that's more complicated than that. And here you're sitting there going, "You think gay is genetic?" As if that was the uh, unwoke thing to think. I'm confused. No, no, no. I just. Well, I mean, I think like the idea of being born gay isn't tied to genetics, at least in my head. It's just like that's it's a simple way of just saying like you just kind of end up being that way. 
like you were born that way is like a way of saying well, yeah, it's not. It's not meaning like you're mean. literally coming out of like the womb. Like well, oh, a lot of people it. have been trying to find little gay <laughs> genes or whatever makes us genetically different. And they, you know, there's some stuff about how much testosterone you did or didn't get in utero or some shit that like does seem to be pretty correlated. But um, but yeah, so we don't know if it's really in the chromosomes or in the because it's also like birth order and shit like that that's been implicated. I'm just gonna I. I'll believe it when Either I. Either way, sit it's and just a just it, in case thing. Anyway, we just yeah, need some gay. Just, I'm just saying, yeah, probably people will still be gay. It seems to be something <laughs> Mother Nature does. But if we we can should get some ice. gay come on ice, some of that yeah. the words like clearly gay. It's like oh, that guy's also like a thing. I just want to watch now. Yeah. Gay come on ice. <laughs> yeah. Don't you like the idea of these men being milked anyway? I don't know why you're fighting me. On this. I'm not. I am super here for it. <laughs> good, good. I'm good. just teasing it out. <laughs> Look, if there's anything I'm here for, I'm definitely for men being milked. (laughs) I don't know if we've actually talked about this or not. Maybe we did. I don't know. But like, uh, have we talked about how they, it used to be common to castrate young boys to keep their voices high to sing in better in choirs so that they wouldn't lose that pitch. I mean, I've talked about it enough in real life that it's hard to remember whether we talked about it on here. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a preferred topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it comes up in a lot of books I read too. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I I somehow I lived you know twenty nine years without being privy to the that Castrati? information. Really? Yeah. I feel like it even happens in Game of Thrones a little bit. I mean, they just I, have the I was familiar too, with the but, idea of eunuchs. Yeah, but there's multiple things going on. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. the fam poor families would be like, "All right, son, uh, you're really good. We don't we, have any money and or any way to li- like. You're good at this. Like, could we just please cut your balls up? N- yeah, <laughs> and then." You'll keep singing, and the guy, and you, you know, and the son has to do it for his family. It's yeah. <laughs> there were slaves; they were doing that shit too. It's like for me. I mean, it's unfortunately kind of hot. Uh-huh. I think because it's like I'm very into some force femi kind of stuff, and like I love the idea of like in a different life. You know, instead of being trans, I was one of the boys that was like you cut my balls off when I was young. And so like I grow up and like, uh, you know, the singing doesn't really work out. So I'm forced to turn to a life and like work in a brothel as like a, as like one of the cute, like Femi ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just, that is like, that's a pretty hot life. Like I want that at Ren Fair, you know? Yeah. I think you can be the change you want to see in the world. (laughs) Just show up, you know? might have to have a placard explaining your costume but yeah Mm -hmm. there's a bit of a story here (laughs) i just love how fucking what links we as people go to to maintain the things we like right Mm -hmm. like you know that started at some point with like some religious people being like man there's not a lot of music in the world you know we don't have musical recording yet Mm -hmm. and like these kids are the best sounding ones we've ever had can Mm -hmm. we just stretch it a few years can we just like can we it's cut the original their balls puberty off? blockers. Yeah, you know? it's just like just snip the balls out. Yeah, just cut the balls off, and like we can, the choir will be great. The king will be happy for another couple of years, and then we can. Tr- that's time for us to train some new children. So were they just cutting the balls? Because you know, people are like doing vasectomies now that we know what we're doing or whatever. But before, were they just kind of cauterizing and you know what I mean? Just snip, snip, 
I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I didn't look that much into it because I have a pretty, I have a weak stomach. Uh, when it comes to cutting balls off? When it comes to surgery in general and medical stuff and the body, I just like, I can't watch it. I'm good on that. You know, like in TV shows and shit, like I'll, uh, even if it's just like something like on like a network television show, if it's like a, a surgery scene, I got to look away. Really? Yeah. It, for whatever reason, it just doesn't, I can't get there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine it was that like pleasant. Like what they yeah. do, like fucking like knock them out with like morphine and then like mm, maybe just, alcohol. Only for a lot of this time, they didn't have morphine or just maybe like alcohol. Yeah, like just get them fucking wasted and then cut the balls off and then carterize it. I guess like I don't know what your other options were, or maybe like they figured out you could cut the sack open and cut the balls That's what out I'm thinking, and I wanna... leave the sack. Yeah. Yeah, these guys keep their dangly little sacks, or do they? Well, the sack kind of off? scrunches up scrunches afterwards. Up. Yeah, that's funny. But interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I could see why that would be pretty hot for you. It's like not the castration as much as it is like the being used as one of the little girl boys. Yeah, and like not having a choice about it. Yeah. Like that's always the loss of efficacy is always the yeah. best part. <laughs> or agency, not efficacy. Yeah, it's pretty it's, effective. It's, yeah. <laughs> I wrote this down. Sometimes a trans person, usually a trans woman, shows you a pre-transition pic and it ruins how you see them. Yeah, that's for sure true. It's like it's like it doesn't happen as much with like trans dudes. I'm bad. just like, but like yeah. sometimes when I see like trans women pre-transition, I'm just like, oh, that's who you were. Mm. That explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, there were all these parts of your personality <laughs> I was trying to sort out and, yeah. and like <laughs> that was like was a little odd and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But like now that I see who you are as a dude, like I fucking got Aww, you. Yeah. Like I, I it's not that you're still burn him, all the pictures, dude. Burn but all it's your- just like maybe don't open up to people yeah. about that because then you find out you were just some fucking like. Well, that is why people want to be protective about their you know dead names and pictures yeah. and stuff. Sometimes it's because they do. It's like especially like give me time. I mean, I told Loverboy, you know, I didn't want. I was like, no, I I because he got mad at me because I accidentally saw his old name because he gave me his credit card to pay a thing or whatever. And so then it was just right there when I was signing, you know, and I was like, well, I didn't want this. He's like mad at me. I'm like, bitch, I didn't want this. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to know this. Like it does make me see you differently. Like now that that's in there. So like, be careful, you know, it's like that is on you a little bit to, you know, and it's like not that it's not like that the seeing differently is bad every time. Like no. sometimes I see old pictures of trans women and I'm like, oh fuck. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. you it's it you were fucking hot, but like this is definitely a come up. Like you did good, right? Mm-hmm. Like but sometimes you see them and you're just like, Ugh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. I saw this thing, uh someone posted this thing the other day that was like about how there's this like unfuckable dude to hot trans girl pipeline kind of, and yeah. it's like created a bunch of I mean, like I know several of those. a bunch of like narcissistic like trans women who have a hard time finding value for themselves outside of being fuckable for the first time in their <laughs> life right and like are falling into the trappings of like tra- like you know traditional womanhood in the western sphere being only seen as sex objects yeah. right and only being able to find value there and like yeah welcome <laughs> but it's just hilarious that there are all these fucking fedora wearing like nerdy ass motherfuckers out there 
who were unfuckable boy, boys, yeah. and then they transition, and now suddenly they're hot. Well, it's like I say, like, everyone's making the... I, it's hard for me to blame trans women be, for transitioning, because you're making the same calculation I am. Just playing the numbers. <laughs> Being a woman is a seller's market. So, like, I get it. The grass is greener over here. Uh-huh. People would rather fuck chicks than dudes a lot of the time. Especially, especially in my world, where it's like, good, yeah. So, especially if you're not fuckable on the himbo or genius, you know, system, then just become a woman, you know? Good, just don't have kids. You know what I mean? You can still fuck now. Yeah. But just please don't have, we don't need any of your genes. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I, way I, I think everyone world. wins. <laughs> I, just, I think I have a win-win-win. Also, it's like, I feel like a lot of those incelly motherfuckers that end mm-hmm. up do transit, like the estrogen has to be good for them. Like yeah. that, that like forced empathy, mm-hmm. like has to be a net positive. Exactly. We need to, you know, a lot of people, it's like, also, I know all these people who take testosterone, men and women who aren't gendery at all, whatever, who all just are taking it for fun for for the good stuff. Like yeah. po- a lot of postmenopausal women are now taking it because it's like at that point, life you already start kind of soft, low key, like transitioning to a dude as you go through menopause. That's just like what's happening to your yeah. body, you know, at, at the end of life. And so these people are just enhancing it. And you know, it's like we joke about how some kids should be on puberty lockers, sure, and other kids should be on pu- puberty enhancers just to <laughs> see yeah. what happens. You know, you fucking should. Let's do. Kinds of shit, yeah. I mean, whatever what, kids seem like they're really men and really women, let's lean fucking, into that. Yeah. You know, Beef if we're gonna lean up. in one way or another, that's how we breed the best bimbos and himbos. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. I mean, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm very for let's fuck around and find out. Like everybody yeah. acts very sanctimonious when it comes to like us experimenting with our bodies and like society. I'm like, who? Gives a fuck. I just want to be honest about what we're doing. As long as we're being honest about what we're doing, then like let's do some stuff. It's just when people start distorting it into, yeah, there's a lot of sanctimony about gender in general where I'm like, eh, some of this is we all just want to, you know, we that's all, that's fine, you know, yeah, and that's fine. But like, let's not make this all spiritual and religious about how we're talking about it. Like, well, I don't know. Sometimes it is fun to make it spiritual and religious. It's like, that's always like a nice little dice roll of like how that shakes well, out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like as much as we like fuck around and find out, and there's a lot of chance and whimsy in that, there is never more chance and whimsy involved than when you get spiritual, you know, yeah. like that shit really stirs the pot. And I'm at this. At this point in our world, like why? I'm like, why not? Like the fucking climate's gonna murder us all eventually. Like we're never escaping capitalism; it's just declining quickly. Well, so, like, is- let's lean into like this dystopian future where we can fucking biohack our bodies and do whatever the fuck well, we want. It's like, like that's it, cool it, as hell. It seems that every like great civilization, when they were ending, there's always been a bunch of gender fuckery. <laughs> so there are some people who are like. No, but it's also like, can we can we really put the uh, the lid back on the pot, or is it just what is happening? You know, but I guess that's also that thing where like you kind of want to destroy America, so like let's just do all the sex and gender stuff so that this empire does get destroyed. And no, I don't think. Well, I mean, maybe the sex and gender stuff would lead to an empire getting destroyed. I don't necessarily want to destroy. We don't know America. if it's correlation or causation with yeah. the gender and sex stuff. By the way, when it comes to civilizations ending, but yeah. It is a fun fact, I guess. It is a fun fact. Or. Well, you know, I do think once you. Fact, piece of conjecture, whatever. It's also just like, well, because when a civilization gets really rich, this is one of the things that happens. So you could say that it's causal in some way, but it's also like, this is just part of the pattern that plays out. It's not necessarily, you know, richness causes both gender and sex stuff and also other things that lead to the downfall is also possible. You know, that's all. Let's just fucking put our foot on the gas then. 
Well, it's like I we mean, talk about if we're going to be on a slippery slope. Thank God. It, I mean, if we have, we're going to be on a slope. Thank God it's slippery. It <laughs> yeah. How fast can we get down this? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all Let's looks, go for speed this time. It looks pretty fun at the bottom. <laughs> Let's go for speed. It's pretty dope. Aren't we? Are we on V or W for Gender Wiki? We're on V. Here, I'll pull it up on my phone. Oh, hell yeah. The first one's great. Vera boy. What? Are we on the same one? No, I'm looking oh, at shit. vague gender. Dude, I found another one that I think has even more genders than. We should one. circle back and do that shit. one a second time. You know, once this we get one. through with the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, I got to throw in a couple of these ones today, though. But yeah, go on, go on. Okay. God, I love this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> autism is so autism and gender. Some people complain that all these gender kids are actually just autistic, but it's like, okay, correlation cousin. You're like, we're yeah. Yeah. Everyone has autism, but like, thank <coughs> God, or else we wouldn't have everyone documenting <coughs> these cute little gender is making little flags. You know what I mean? Yeah. All we're, queer people need we're to be documenting autistic. in real time. People figuring out how the fuck they function. It's brilliant. Also, it's like, who gives a shit if, like, trans people and autism happen a lot at the same time? It's like, then just let them do what the fuck We're they want. We're just on a lot of spectrums. Shouldn't, shouldn't everybody just be doing... We're just spectrum-y people. But then again, so is everybody. All right. So the first one I have is vague gender. Vague gender. All right, let me put some money on this one. You have a vague feeling about what your gender is. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but kind of not, actually. Oh, hey, this is kind of what we were literally just talking about. Vague gender, or gender vague, coined by neurodivergent kin and strangle and strangled love 23. Autism? Is defined as a gender identity that is heavily influenced by being neurodivergent and feels undefinable is. or only partly definable because of one's neurodivergency. Vague gender people may Symptoms also define of this gender are <laughs> writing <laughs> gender wiki articles. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I'm responsible for 13% of these. Vague can also be used as a prefix to part of the gender that is defined, like vague girl, vague boy, sure. or vague age. Vague demi flux boy or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm a vague. <laughs> you vague, trans. but something very specific. <laughs> yeah. Demi, I'm a vague demi flux boy. <laughs> but vaguely <laughs> my pronouns are bleep blurp and it just it feels like vague and fag i know i don't think they're actually really etymologically related but, but it, it feels, feels like, it should, like it should be yeah the vague or something like the, that yeah it comes from latin for faggot yeah <laughs> vague <laughs> what a vague it have you met so-and-so's son yeah he's a little vague yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little vaguey. <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, it, it, but the <laughs> <laughs> vaguey vibes, a little vague. That's great. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. so that was vague gender. Yeah, is it, and the flag is they don't. That's the one that doesn't have a flag. Yeah, I feel like we've done these. Before. That's what I was saying. I think we've done them too, but you know what? We haven't done the ones on my list. <laughs> we'll find the other dude. Ones. There's 38 at least on this one. That's crazy. very curious. Okay, this That's this is hot. probably what happens when you don't filter out the satirical ones. And no, so, I mean, these all sound legit, dude. Really? I mean, like they sound like they could would are, are people would mean them earnestly. Okay. Uh, vi very curious, very, very curious. How are you spelling that? V a r i curious. So very curious. 
um, describes a state in which one is questioning whether they have two or more distinct gender identities, bigender, trigender, omnigender. An individual might show interest in cross-pronominal references. Oh, that's me. I am very curious. <laughs> and experimenting with gender labels and or a geogenous expression and or names. I'm However, a very curious. This is not to be expected to be seen as a sign of being multigender in general. Uh, so now we're coming up with terms for our questioning periods. Yeah. You're like, look, well, I you don't could be know anything. I- you could be demi plush boy curious, right? I mean, yeah. this is just like we have a little language that we've created. You know, we've created a little kind of dialect with its own little rules and things. Yeah. So, holy shit. Everyone's just flushing it out. Yo, I, we have to. Okay. This is going to be a bonus thing we do eventually. Okay. I just got this new tabletop game called Dialect. Uh-huh. And you play a society like uh, through its language. And it's a game about language and how it dies. But like, I feel like we need to do like a gender fluid specific one, that's right? That would be really fucking funny. Yeah. And fun. But yeah, that's what our, is what we're doing. Is my point is like, yeah, we are creating our own dialect to yeah. talk about these things. But it's like, yeah, that people aren't even looking for like more static terms for their identity. Like, no, like I know this is only a temporary term. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just fucking. Currently, I'm feeling pretty very curious. I'm uh, very curious. I'm toying with the idea that I might be two, three, four, or five genders. I'm just, but I'm, I'm a, very curious. I'm a very curious. I'm very of, curious about it. <laughs> I'm a very curious girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's the name lends itself to be made fun of. So, I don't know, so okay. <laughs> Regarding inclusivity, anyone of any current identity could encompass very curious into their identity. Of course, oh, that's so nice of you to give permission. The identity itself does not determine one's gender. It is a label that helps individuals describe their current experience with gender, as you just said. The flag is like a sun with kind of a purple brown stripe thing. That's a good flag. It's not bad. Um, that's one of the better flags I've seen. You could see that, you know, on a shirt or a mug or something. The main very curious flag consists of four colors, each with their own psychological meaning. Each meaning was determined by Jacob Olison, colormeanings.com, which inspired a questioning mess called Ronnie, who forms them into a flag that further represents fair curiosity. Green is for harmony, visualizing the idea that individuals can live with multiple distinct identities fluidly and peacefully, advocating the validation of multigender individuals. Brown is for comfort, similar to green. Brown represents feeling comfortable and less restricted to more solid or confined labels for the time being. And purple is for imagination, allowing one to represent. (laughs) (laughs) I I almost made it. (laughs) I was going to try to make it if you were going to try to make it. I tried. (laughs) But I imagine when you said (laughs) imagination, I just saw SpongeBob being like, imagination. You don't understand. I have to pee. And I knew. Oh, Okay. Hold on. Purple <laughs> imagination, allowing one to represent their individual experiences within the multi-gender umbrella, expressing that gender and the mind can be tied together and free. Okay. Oh. Oh my like god. Holy shit. Um that is so earnest. <laughs> this is one of the best ones I've heard. I <laughs> this mean... is the most earnest thing I've encountered in months. <laughs> oh, Yellow is for curiosity. There's two different shades. (laughs) Actually, it's green and then yellow. Placed in the middle with a wide circle to express that this identity is a state of curiosity, searching through or tampering 
with multi-gender identities. That yellow is, what tampering. does pee taste like? That's that curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it without the sun when they just make it the line. See, I said. like that a lot less. I like the circle in no, the middle. No, I'm so into all the stripes. I love that now everyone's just wearing these white sweaters with these stripe patterns. Remember when I said, I just said, yeah. we should have shirts. Of all. Now, everywhere I go, I see people, that pattern, like at Target and everywhere, you know what I mean? They yeah. all have, it's different colors too. Sometimes people are accidentally wearing flags of various countries. Other times they're announcing their pansexual curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's got these stripes, four or five stripes, you know, it's very pleasing. Yeah. But didn't we manifest that? You know, we had to have. We manifested that reality. I feel like I'm very comfortable taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. For those sweaters, it's been pleasing. You're oh welcome. God. You're welcome, everyone. Sexual fetish of the week. Number we should number them. How many episodes have there been? We've like, been doing this for like four years. We have just over a hundred and fifty something episodes. Well, sexual fetish one fifty two. What was the foreign one? Well, there was something word I didn't know. Fornophilia. Yeah, fornophilia, like with an F. Yeah, uh, the desire to live the life of a curio cabinet, uh, also known what? as human furniture. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> a curio cabinet. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to start having that desire. That's a um, little fantasy. Oh, yeah. Open me. Close Yeah, me. I don't Please know what you want to read me. out of this. This is your book. I'll let you take over from that. But yeah, that was the one to pick. Okay. <clears throat> Tip at the top of that. I'm just kidding. Okay. Fornophilia, also human furniture. <laughs> the desire to live the life of a curio cabinet. Useful accoutrement, cushions, throw pillows, slipcover. There's a picture of a man bent over um, on his like knees, like in a tabletop position basically, but there's a table on top of him with flowers and a drink and a... So some, yeah, you could just be human furniture. Did we talk about that at one point? Just like being a table for yeah, some we've sex d- stuff? Yeah, we've done human furniture, I think, oh, okay. way back. But I don't remember what we even said about it, which means we <laughs> I don't think probably... we knew the word fornophilia. No, we definitely didn't. Now we can is... officially have a fornophilia sexual fetish I, of the week then. That's why I brought it up, because I was like, I didn't know the actual name of it. And like, if I can't remember what we said about it, then like, did we even talk about yeah. it? Yeah. Talking... <clears throat> Isn't this just the sexiest knick-knack display case you've ever laid eyes on? Couldn't you just place baubles and grim and gimcracks upon it? It's finely shaped shelves all night long. The porcelain koi fairy would look so lovely right here. Oh, yeah, that's the spot. Mm. This bride and groom salt and pepper will go right here, here, and here. What about this Wilmington? Okay, we get it. But when was the last time you came home from work and asked the coffee table how its day was and then took it to Olive Garden for a much-deserved shrimp and asparagus risotto? Probably not in a long time. But what if your coffee table was your wife or your wife was your coffee table? Feminists have spent tireless decades <laughs> trying to push back this book, the flood of the objectification of women, and in some cases men, reasoning that to objectify someone is to strip that person of humanity. However, it appears that that's exactly what some people want, to be objectified, to be an object. And you can't get much more objecty than a piece of furniture, a table, a chair, a lamp, a hat rack, an, entertain- an entertainment center. This is the crux of fornophilia. Practicing it can be as simple as lying on the floor like a rug. 
<laughs> That's pretty adorable. I'm I just like. A, I want to do that. I'm I just a look, simple rug. Just laying like under the fan in a room, or whatever. <laughs> just pretend you sounds sounds nice to me. Um, maybe that's how we should all be meditating. Just, I don't just need get much. Into ru- rug I'm mind. A, I just need to be, go into rug space for a little bit. Mm-hmm, go into my rug space. Oh, rug space. Don't mind Tom. He's in his rug he's space. In, he's in his rug space right now. <laughs> that sounds healthy to me. Okay, because uh, could be lying on the floor like a rug or kneeling on all fours with a glass top resting on your shoulder blades and butt. That sounds like it's a good isometric little workout, though, for your posture. Uh, or it can get quite a bit more sophisticated. Some fornophiliacs have managed to make their partners into chandeliers, easy chairs, and other complex forms. In these cases, there's a lot of bondage involved, and if you decide to embark upon the life of human furniture, you may find yourself tied up in all sorts of awkward positions. Legs spread wide with light bulbs dangling from your ankles. Feet suspended above your head and backs of your thighs and laid flat as the seat of a chair. And then what? And then nothing. You sit there being a chair. Chairs don't move. They don't talk. And they certainly don't get tired and have to use the bathroom. (laughs) <clears throat> psychological origins. Oh, I love that they have a tab on psychological origins. Yeah, this is where I get dubious, where it's like, ah. Well, I'm sure they'll just yeah. explain what we are and aren't sure about. Fornophilia is an extreme form of BDSM. For the one being the furniture, it allows them to push submissiveness toward its outer limit. You're tied up, you're immobile, you're dehumanized. <laughs> Some people find this to be the height of eroticism. As for the furniture user, it allows him or her to do just that, use. and Use another human being for something simple. Treat another human being as a thing. Obviously, this is not for everyone, and to many it may seem repulsive. But the psychology behind treating a person as a futon is probably not as far from the way many people look at others in a dance club as one might like to admit. That person you brought back to your hotel room during spring break in Cancun, how much of that was actually for conversation? You're tied up, you're immobile, you're dehumanized. Some people find this to be the height of racism. It's just like one of those things where they make it bigger. Yeah, I like I like this well, dude less, but this book is good. Well, I, I mean, they didn't <laughs> really like, say what the psychological well, origin also, is. All they said well, was... I, when he was like, fornophilia is an extreme for the BDSM, I'm like... Okay. Well, okay. But I think kiddo. he's talking to a like a regular audience. Yeah. You know, of people. That's he's why just saying it can be extreme if if someone's a lifestyle. It can be extreme, but it's just like if someone's into it, it's just like this is where I'm all on the side of like, and I hate fucking saying normalizing, but like normalizing some shit where it's like, yeah, some people just want to be some fucking tables. It's not that wild because then yeah. it's like way easier for some bitch to go to her husband and be like, hey, I want you to make me a table. Yeah, you know, no, like, I think if you do it sometimes, um, like, it's probably, it's, like, not that extreme. But I, it's, like, if, if, but if you were a 24-7 fornophiliac, I could see that being extreme. So I think it just depends on how, you, you know, if you're thinking of the most extreme example of it, then that is pretty extreme. But there's a spectrum, and some people, like, it sounds nice to, like, hold up a yeah. thing. Like, I want to be been, a rug. I've been to parties where, like, people are, like, sitting there as, like, ash, like, uh, you know, having to hold like two ashtrays mm-hmm. right and there, like there's like a table right there or, like someone will like have their hands out and like they'll have like a plank across and it'll be like a little piece of like you know i am furniture or whatever yeah. the fuck right like it's really cute and fun to interact with like That's that cute. yeah and i mean but it, then it's because they they say you know or being like a rug but i'm like this, this does raise a good question is rug a furniture is that a furniture no or is, I think also, more of a furnishing yeah right it's not the same thing like it's me, a decoration. We, me wanting it's to be a, a rug feels very different than someone wanting to be a table 100 percent. yeah we're not like you table people <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to say i'm elitist but us rug people got something else going yeah. on 
Um, okay, considerations. One good thing about fornophilia is that assembly does not require one of those little curvy wrench things that hurt your fingers when you try to twist them. However, your fornophiliac furniture really doesn't last very long. It can't. People die. What? People, much like pressboard bookshelves, were not designed to be used as furniture for an extended period of time. If left in one position for too long, particularly the more awkward ones, blood circulation may be cut off. You should probably start with very short trials. And never, ever, ever, ever leave a bound person alone for any amount of time. Trust is absolutely essential in any extreme form of BDSM. The dominant partner should be on hand at all times to free the submissive the instant that discomfort, physical, psychological, or emotional occurs. And don't let the dog on the furniture. How many times do you have to be told? He leaves claw marks. Fuck that. Let the yeah, dog no, on the furniture. Let the, dog, let the cat on the furniture. Um, if you don't want to be a lamp, you don't have to be a lamp. You can be an end table. <laughs> what would you be if you had to pick, like, what, besides a rug, obviously? Besides a rug. Um, well, you know, if you're like, if you okay, could, uh, if, if you would set something up where I could like be a couch, that would be like someone could just be, I'm just spooning someone now really is all that's happening here. Well, I'm talking about like, actually, like if you're going to try and try just, out fornophilia, like what would your entry level object yeah, be? I feel like I could like a table? just be a table. It seems like easy to like be on your hands and knees and like, just try to hold it up. That seems, that seems kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. If, uh, what should I, I'm not sure what to call the woman in New York and like, I don't, she, I could ask about her name, but I, she might not want that in any way. Just call her mommy or daddy. But see, but if she's both, then I yeah. something else. <laughs> I don't Money fucking know, man. <laughs> fucking uh, think of some shit. That New York bitch. I don't know. Yeah. We'll just call her New York for now. Um, Old New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when I moved. To call it the Big Apple. I don't know. No, big she apples. got them big apples. Oh, God no, gross. She from New York. She got those big apples. Uh, we could call it the journalist. I mean, that's how I met her. She was sure bringing out her. That's notepad. that's good. Um, but yeah, okay. I think I would go for chandelier. I feel like I like being suspended. I like rope suspension and shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like I could get into like. Having like you know, especially since I have like my nose and my ears pierced, you could hang like some like lights from my yeah. like piercings, and then like you know hang like tie me up and like just leave me suspended and lit up and something like that. Like that would be super cool. Ooh, can I be a hammock? Oh, that yo, seems nice. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never actually someone seen up. someone do a people hammock before. Yeah, you could make that work. You could definitely make a people hammock. Tie some people's if I know limbs. One thing. Just, if, you had good, if you had four good trees, you could really. I'm just like yeah. doing some like head to toe shit where you're like tying people together with like arms mm-hmm. up and under, like mm-hmm. legs kind of, and like tying their bodies back. I think you could actually rope some people up into like a usable hammock. Yeah. There you go. That'd be fucking tight. I don't, somebody who's... I think the rug and hammock people have probably a lot of overlap. And <laughs> <laughs> now hammocks really are furniture, though. Okay, let's see. Of note, in Susanna Breslin's short story, F is for Fornophilia, from her chapbook, chat book, You're a Bad Man, Aren't You? A dutiful, loving wife enacts the part of a lamp for her husband's pleasure. Her husband was great. Quote, quote, her husband was great, but he wanted his wife to be different pieces of furniture, depending on the day of the week. That was hard for her. It turned him on. She said out loud, I am a lamp. <laughs> she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't really want to be a lamp, though. She wanted to be a human being. That was a problem. The lesson lamp you... That, 
Go ahead. Well, it's okay. The lesson you should pull from this story is that if you don't want to be a lamp, you don't have to be a lamp. You can be an end table or a cabinet or a rug or even a person. It sounds weird, but hey, whatever turns you on. Well, I'm glad at least this dude is covering basic kink consent where it's like, hey, just because your husband wants you to be a lamp doesn't mean you have to be a fucking lamp. Yeah. Or any piece of furniture. (laughs) (laughs) You can say no. Just as you can say no to poop, you can say no to lamp stuff. (laughs) Look, I'm just not into lamp stuff. stuff. I think I could be a lamp, though. Sounds okay. For like a minute. Put a shade on my head. Eh. That'd be nice. Sounds okay. Standing there for a while. Do like a meditative, like standing. Basically. Kind of like blinded, kind of like horses wear those blinders, right? And they keep their eyes covered and shit until it's time to race. And then it's like. I do that for a little bit. It's like basically. You're just like a child playing, you know? But as as adults, we're now also allowed to be kinky. So. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you think about it that way, like, why wouldn't you want to be a lamb for a minute? It's just like, it's a game you would play as a kid. Do you know what I mean? If you just said yes, like you yeah. did when you were a joyful kid. Well, that's all do that for 20 minutes. kink and role play stuff is it's like playing games and dress up for adults. Yeah. When you get right when down to it. When you're a little it. kid, you're not really supposed to have sex with each other. So, yeah. but now we can. So it's fun to yeah. play make-believe and have sex and stuff. Life Hell is yeah. pretty simple. It's kind of embarrassingly simple. Yeah. You just fucked it all up with like money and yeah. government and yeah, but we have all these good songs <laughs> and stuff. Like what the technology has, you know. But for the music and the comedy, it's probably yeah. worth it. Um, so Speaking of comedy, do you have shows coming up? And when when is this going out? Next week on Wednesday, or yeah, let's say next week on Wednesday. I could well, I was gonna say I can do it okay. sooner, but so if it does. Then I don't know where my phone is, but I am going to be in New York from January 19th to the 26th. And, you know, one of my shows is officially canceled. I talked to some people and it's like everything right now, I think for Omicron is like, who knows what's going to happen. So potentially I'll be doing a bunch of shows when I'm in New York and I'll post about them on Instagram at Ellen DeGenderless. Um, But... Uh, you know, it's also possible that every single show is going to get canceled. I'm just going to get spent spend a lot of time getting whipped in the Catskills and whatnot. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a it's a win win. Exactly. I don't really. <laughs> I either so go to New York and do some shows, or I get more time to get fucked. Yeah, so. it's really fine with me. Whatever. I'm almost afraid that I've been manifesting this Omicron thing just because I want to spend more time getting spanked, and this is all my fault. So I'm so sorry, everyone, if you're having a hard time with the Omi. Bummer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Look I think it. everyone in Al- in Austin is just, you know, just like, does anyone have any idea whether you have Omicron or allergies? <laughs> it's the age-old Austin allergies thing has just added another dimension, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like playing 3D chess. Or did I just do too much cocaine last night or, you know, whatever it is in Austin it could be. Hell, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's us, baby. Uh, for me... The only thing I care about y'all doing, please come to Perverts if you're in Austin. Uh, it's January 21st at 11 o'clock at Creek and Cave. It's going to be really, really fun. Our lineup's really, really awesome. It is only $10. It is cheap. I keep it cheap for a reason. Yeah, the lineup, I remember the lineup being awesome, and then it's, it says a live abortion, which I don't know if that refers to an act or whatever. But There it's will like, be a live abortion just, performed on stage. Considering the things I've seen on your shows in the past, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, presumably this is going to be a real live abortion. I mean, if you, know, you want to see some shit you'll never see anywhere yeah. else, 
Come to my fucking I'm show. I'm so sad that I have to miss this. Um, please, are you videoing these? Are you filming these? I do, but I don't put them out anywhere. Yeah, but make sure you're at least filming them. You can do something with them eventually. Yeah, I feel like one day. to show people what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. One day I'll find a way where I can release them. We could be like, doing this shit at Moon Tower. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao.